And welcome back, everybody, to the newest episode of the Space Suplex Podcast. This is episode 31, and with me is my co-hostess with the mostest, Mike. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Great. Time for some wrestling. Wrestling. Wrestle. Wrestle. Sorry, I wasn't that excited. Woo. <laughs> so, um, we got some shows to talk about, uh, and I'm not sure exactly which ones to talk about per se, though, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about, at this point, ancient, ancient August 19th show of TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Um, I don't know if I have a lot to say other than every match was the best thing ever, and this is a the best pay-per-view of the year. So just go watch Oh, it, it is? Okay. I, that's how I felt, like of all the ones I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen everything, of course, but... So you say, go watch it, enough said, huh? Yeah, literally, because every match you come up with, I'll be like, oh, it was an amazing match. Next match, amazing match. Next match, amazing match. <laughs> I mean, sure, they're not all the same level of amazing, but they're all really good, so... It's basically not, nothing bad about that pay-per-view. And everything is between 12 and 22 minutes. Yep. I mean, they have Crazy. they have the... That's usually how it goes to NXT, because they only have like five matches or so, usually, and it's like two hours or so each time. Mm-hmm. Maybe two and a half. So they have the time to put into those matches, So and they definitely do it. And it is worth so just get to it. Yeah, just get to it. All right. We're done with that one already. Yep. That was quick. If we keep this up, we'll be like 10 minutes and we'll be done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but that won't happen. No, no. Everything else is downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, here's definitely one that's downhill. Uh, but uh, in, at least in certain aspects. And that was SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. That was not a very good SummerSlam. Was it down in dumps, Mike, would you say? Yes, yes, I would. Let's see here. I'm trying to get to the card. Okay. If I can even remember most of it, you know, <laughs> off this point. So so just, just so everyone knows, pre-shows be damned. I don't give a fuck. I don't watch them anyway, so. But, Matt, the tag team SmackDown tag team titles were on the pre-show. They were such a good match. But it was on the pre-show, so it wasn't important. At least not important enough to WWE. Right. And if it's not important to them, then what the fuck do I care? If they don't give a fuck, then then how, how does that make me want to care? You see what I'm saying? No, I, I agree with you completely. So I always just... They put out so much shit already as it is that they actually think we should care about. So I ain't got time for any more. Man, I need some more content on top of the content that they already give me too much content for. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm done. I'm good. So, um, I guess just such an old show. Eons and decades and months ago. Um, <laughs> so, I guess just quickly just talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Uh, um, hmm. I'll just mention... Big Cass versus Big Show. 
was and just terrible. Big Cass has like disappeared because of his injury. So he's not even a thing anymore. And this whole thing came about and Enzo More was, uh, you know, the f- being held above a, the, in a cage above the ring. and For shit. no reason. For literally no and, reason. Right. Cause he got out anyway. Well, th- well and, even in, it doesn't matter why, even if he stayed in it, what's the, what's it, what's the effect? It affects nothing. Well, right. it does affect something actually it affected my enjoyment of what little there was of this match. Because he was sitting up there and just fucking mouthing off the whole time. So yep. it was annoying because of that. And let me just say something about Enzo Amore, because I just got to say this. I don't like him. I never have. You, Not even when you, when you were commanded to like him? No. No, I was never commanded. No one can <laughs> command me to like shit. Um, <laughs> no, he was just... He was clearly just only a talker and never a good worker and never interesting otherwise. Even when he talks... He does have some, uh, you know, skills with the mic, but I find him mostly obnoxious and annoying. Uh, and they get which and is, because which that is basically what the, the the whole turn of Cass was saying, which is wholly true. That's like yeah. that's like real in in real life, uh, you know, truthness right there. So, <laughs> but no, it's true. Like it's just so it makes sense that they turned him heel. Oh yeah, I think it works a lot better. Because he's already naturally an annoying twat, so. But he, but he also was pushed to, uh, to uh, two or five live, which no one cares about anyway. Perfect. They don't have to watch him. Yep. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yep. I think Cass is much better, but uh, we'll have to see what they do with him once he gets healed up. So. Hint: nothing. They will do nothing. <laughs> oh, you don't think? <laughs> Come on. What are they gonna? Are do? you serious? They gotta do more than just be like, "He's a big guy." Okay, you already got plenty of them. That's not special. In fact, you got plenty of guys that are bigger than him. Maybe not taller, yeah, like, but bigger. Like the guy you faced here? Yes, like him. And like him, he's not that much better. Uh, but that's partly why this match was terrible at SummerSlam. Because, of course, it, I saw the card at the time, and I was like, oh, a big show match. Well, that's going to suck. <laughs> and it sure did. <laughs> So anyway. see, I'm not I'm not as down on him as a lot of people are. I mean, I do joke about him. You know, we call him the big slow and shit. But That's right. I I, I don't uh, dislike him outright like most people do. So at least most people I talk to. That's right. You talk to people who hate Big Show. Well, hate's a strong word. I don't hate the guy personally. As a wrestler, I hate him. <laughs> right. Well, it's the same thing with like it's like I've been saying in the past when. When it comes to like say Jim Duggan, Jim Duggan's as a wrestler, his character just just it's the jingoistic bullshit. I can't stand it, regardless of and then, and he's, and he's obnoxious about it on top of that. So well, regardless of any of that, <laughs> it's just the jingoistic shit just turns me off. So it doesn't matter how well he did it or what what he did that I liked. I wouldn't like him just because of that. But so that always turned me off. But when you hear him just talking, you know. Just as himself instead of a character, it's kind of fun. It kind of—I mean, he did have a—he took the wrong idea of the whole. They—he they, did—they did bring up the whole uh, standing for the anthem thing, mm-hmm. and how you know, even though it's not what the whole fucking point of it was, it's about p- police brutality. Mm-hmm. Hello, but um, he had to chime in on the wrong side of that, so. 
Yeah. He's like, yo, you just need to stand. I'm like, nobody's got to do that. All right. And everyone who, the more people who say that shit, the more I'm like, well, the more I'm just going to sit the fuck down and never fucking stand up again because it ain't like it's a thing and it wasn't a thing before 2009 anyway. Oh, I, shit. I, I didn't. I, I fucking didn't stand. I didn't fucking stand for shit. Even in fucking high school, middle school for that crap. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I was uh, unpatriotic back then and unpatriotic for life. <laughs> Because it's not important, is what I'm saying. People put too much importance into it. And that's a massive distraction from real, actually important things. So That's right now, Mike. Mike, why did you have to, why you have to go and put bringing this, uh, this politics into this podcast? What are you moment? talking about? That's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? Because why did I, I, why did like I go it? do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Because it's life. Because it all matters. Life and politics just go hand in hand. So anyway, back to Summer Summer Slam. Um, Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, that was that was the nine second Orton Rusev match. Oh boy, that was exciting. You know, those are always very exciting for nine seconds. Yeah, that's what it says. Very (laughs) beautiful. Like, I, I every time I see something like that, every time without fail, I'm just like. What was the point? I always think that because I just yeah I don't understand. I just don't like matches like that under any circumstances ever. The one thing I do like about it came because of it, or at least after it happened, was that they put Aiden English with him, and he's all like Rusev Day. <laughs> I'm just like that's so great. Yeah, it's pretty. And uh, and, it, and of course, then the most recent time he's like saying it, and then. Rusev cuts him off. He's like, now's not the time. It's <laughs> great. Um, so that that sucks. I mean, like, if you want to do a squash match, that's one thing. But this is, like, quicker than a squash match, even. It's not even a match. Is it quicker, is it quicker than a hiccup, Mike? No, I don't know what that is. Um, so, <laughs> like, it's not even a squash match. It's just a squash. There's no match. Good point. That's true. And they're not satisfying, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, squash matches can be satisfying. This is not one of those things. Right. Well, this is the... This match, this show gave us the first match in what was supposed to be three fucking goddamn matches of Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And Bray Wyatt has never done it for me all that much. I mean, there were... And, you know, when he first started doing it, it was whatever, you know, let's see what he's got. But it's pretty much been the last, like, at least a couple of years that where he has not done a thing for me. And it's like, can we just, like, move on from this fucking character? Go back to Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone wants that shit, but certainly this is not working either. It's just not. I mean, it's just stupid. It's just... I haven't really paid attention to him until this year because that's when I started watching again. Right. As we all are very familiar with. Anyway, so for me, yeah, for me, obviously, it's not doing anything for me. Uh, whatever. I just don't care about it. And I don't find him that interesting of a performer in the ring anyway. And Finn Balor is, you know me being kind of introduced to him this year because hi i'm back into wrestling you know 
And yeah, that again. Yeah, that again. Um, <laughs> it's like he's definitely a good performer, but I don't. Outside of that, I'm not really sure. I get is that really all people see in him is he's in ring work because that's all I see in him. That's at least what most people rave about him. That's certainly the best part about him. Yeah, that's why I kind so. of figured that in his entrance, of course. People like the entrance. Yes, they do. So they really fucking do. <laughs> really. In fact, uh, when um, when he faced, he was they did that Japan show with Brock Lesnar in the main event. I noticed you went back and watched that. Yeah, I actually noticed it by de- by just accident, literally. I was just like looking stuff at the time on. Yeah, the it network. was just like a re- it was just a house show that they decided they were going to promote. Yeah, on the network. and I just looked at it and I was like, "Wait, what? What is this?" Okay, yeah, so that's so I watched then, most of that. Yeah, back then he uh, he won the XT title from uh, I believe it was Owens and yeah. uh-huh. and he. Uh, he got this is awesome chance before doing anything, I believe, and I don't remember, but probably. <laughs> and I'm, well, someone has. I, regardless, those chants are stupid. So, but yeah, people are into that shit. I just so. want to say I don't remember anything about this match from SummerSlam that we're talking about. So, moving on. <laughs> well, I I know I probably didn't even watch it because don't give a shit about this stupid feud. All the build up to it is just a turn off. Well, I'm the one that told you to just watch the main event. Yeah, it's true. That's actually, <laughs> if I remember correctly, that's all I watched. Yeah, because <laughs> that one's worth it. The same with, yeah, exactly. The same with the TLC main event. That's all I watched. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, we'll as get you're, to that. As you're ramping up, as you're ramping up, you're watching. I'm ramping it down. It seems ramping down. Um. Yep. So, uh, hmm. I don't remember much about that Raw Tag Team Championship match at SummerSlam. Skip. Uh, that's the problem with uh, you know talking about these things after the fact is that if they're not like blow me away awesome, then I usually forget. Um, or if they're <laughs> incredibly crappy, then I do remember like the you know Big Show match. Um, <laughs> you were crap. If you were so we remember. If you were solid, well, that probably forgot. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I do remember though yeah, well, Jinder Mahal. This was the match with Jinder Mahal and and Shinsuke Nakamura. It's the first time where I was like, right? You know how me I was like championing Mahal's reign since he got right. it, right? And yeah. then I was kind of really into it, and then for no good reason, really. Let's be honest, but but whatever. I did, I did it. I, I kind of did have things I liked about it, but this is the match where I was like, okay, get the belt off him, <laughs> get the belt <laughs> off him. I don't know what it was about with his. <laughs> I don't. I I really don't care one way or the other if he has the belt, but um, like it doesn't bother me. But uh, I will say that his feud with Randy Orton was surprisingly much better. It may not have seemed so much like the case, but once he started pairing up with Nakamura, it was it was much better. Well, this was the first of the two matches they had on pay per view, and. This one was terrible because they just literally repeated the same finish they've already did like two times at Orton. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, it wasn't like, I know he, you know, it's not that just that, uh, oh, the Singh brothers uh, distracted him and then he finished him off. It's that they did the exact same distraction three times. Right. Like, oh, God. So that was terrible. Um, I can't really 
talk about the main event here much because I don't remember a lot of it. I just well, here's a few things I'll say about it since I do remember some things, and that is, of course, uh, Braun Strowman was over like a motherfucker in this. Uh, oh yeah, destroying Brock Lesnar by putting him through all those fucking announce tables with the power slams. Even I popped for that shit. It was great. <laughs> and of course, I remember the low light being uh, twenty thousand Superman punches. I was sick of that shit. Oh God, yes. I was like, fuck me. And of course, then you have fucking Michael Cole, Superman punch, Superman punch. Like he always wants to. They got to call every single one of them. That's the problem. Yeah. Please, he does it too much, and then you make it, you put an exclamation point on it too every time. Thank you yeah. so much, Michael Cole. I really love that move. Oh wait, no, I hate that move. It's fucking stupid. Garbage announcing. Yep. So. Fuck. So, uh, yeah, that was a, in a very entertaining match. A lot of chaos and stupidity, but that's why it's fun. This uh, this card basically overall reminded me of, like, overall the cards um, in the last couple of years, despite what people think or try to claim just because they want something to complain about when there isn't much to complain about, they will try to say the product's still utter garbage from, like, 2009. And 2009, it was utter garbage. But it's not been in the last, like, five years. It certainly hasn't been in the last three years. And as much. But this card and subsequently the TLC card as well that we just got done watching recently. Uh, very much reminiscent of, like, the Attitude Era stuff where the main event's really good, but the rest is kind of shit. So, in some various forms. Is TLC the next uh, thing to talk about? No, I'm just bringing it up just to mention that. Okay. It's my example, brah. Brah. No, next is the Mayan Classic, actually. Really? Yes. We're going to talk about that? Wasn't it really good? Uh, not. Uh, some people I re- recall thinking it was better than I thought it was overall. But there are a few things... I did like about it. I mean, I'm only going to talk about the finals. I don't give a shit about the rest of it. Oh, well. Other than just to mention that um, Mia Yim, who I had rem- seen a few times in TNA as Jade, was in this, along with Marty Bell, with, under the same name in TNA. Mm-hmm. As the, those are the other two uh, that, I rem- that I was noticed were in this. But... Uh, yeah, the the final match was Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane, mm-hmm. and she won with the Kyrie Sane went with the insane elbow. I don't I don't think that was the best match that Sane had, mm-hmm. but that's partly because Baszler's kind of green and couldn't do a lot. But she definitely was better than I thought. She yes, she she they they played to her strengths by trying to cover her immense weaknesses, in my opinion. So hopefully she improves because I do think she has. A lot of potential to be a good heel because she showed Ooh, that that capital P potential. Yeah, absolutely, capital P potential. Uh, but I do want to <laughs> I do want to mention give a shout out to the ones that the other people that were not in the finals that did impress me that I want to see more of. Uh-huh. Uh, like Tessa Blanchard, I thought was really good. She was uh, the first round loser to Kyrie Sane. Okay. Uh, she was really good. She's actually you know the I don't know if she's the daughter of Tully Blanchard, but she's related. And I thought I liked her a lot, a lot right away. So I was quite surprised by her. 
I don't know if we'll ever see her again, though, in NXT, for example. Like, we're seeing some of these people already. Um, over there, I also liked Bianca Belair. I thought she was really good for being as new. She's the daughter daughter of Tolly Blanchard. Okay, yeah. And the stepdaughter of Magnum T.A. Well, damn, she got it going on, doesn't she? In her family. Um, <laughs> for that rattling. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so those two outside of Carrie Sane were the best, I thought. I think overall. I mean, obviously I like Carrie Sane a lot. She's a She's got that very uh, cute uh, pirate gimmick going on with her outfits and her pirate wheel and ship wheel. Spin it. (laughs) Spin it. Her ship wheel. Yep. (laughs) Her theme very much fits the character, so I I like everything about her. And speaking of her, she's in the uh, next NXT TakeOver in the four-way for the uh, women's title. I was originally going to think, oh, she's just going to win it, but actually now I don't know, because based on the other three, uh, being, uh, who is it? Uh, fuck. Who's the other one? It's not Billy Kay, the her, the one she's always with. Peyton Royce. That's right. Peyton Royce, which is the one I'm most certainly guaranteed that she's not going to win. In fact, she'll probably be pinned <laughs> uh, by the winner. Um then the rest is Nikki Cross and uh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon. I actually don't know who's going to win that of those three because I feel like they all three kind of deserve it at this point. I mean, I kind of feel like Ember Moon's going to win it just because, you know, she's been probably the most deserving one who hasn't won it yet. Maybe. So. I'd be fine with that. I can live with that. You can? I can live with that. Yep. That's good. Well, um, despite I know there was uh, three matches. Yeah. With um, Balor versus Wyatt. I still kind of forgot about No No Mercy, which is the next show. Oh, I don't... I think I watched that. Take a look at it. It's, uh, it's, over, it's just a very, like, forgetful to the point where I don't remember most of the shit. So they had, they had The Miz take, defeating uh, Jason Jordan, Icy Title Match, and then it was... Balor White 2 and uh, Ambrose Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus uh, 2 and for the, again, I think, for the I, think that, I think that Raw Tag Team Championship match was the one where Cesaro uh, uh, took, a, took a beach ball out of the crowd and busted it up. I think that's where it happened. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You just quickly. I get... thought that was. I thought that was actually the raw after. No, that was on a pay per view. All right. It's probably was this one. Also, there was Alexa Bliss uh, in one of your in one of your st- your favorite uh, multi women matches. Mm, I love those. Yeah. Retaining the 
World Women's title over Bailey and Emma Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated John Cena. Okay, that rings a bell. Um, Enzo defeated Neville to get the Cruiserweight title for the first time, and then Brock Lesnar retained over uh, Braun Strowman in a singles match. Yeah, I thought this meant this. Uh, I I don't know why. I just I don't remember a lot of it. Probably less than fucking SummerSlam. Uh, I don't know. I think I want to say the women's match here was the one where Nia Jax took the uh, power bomb to the outside. That looked pretty nasty. But if that's what that match was in this card, then it was a pretty good match. But I don't remember. I do remember also thinking that the uh, the main event was a little too out of nowhere with the uh, you know Braun Strowman losing clean. Oh yeah, yeah, kind that's of thing right. that was. Yep. It was fine though, but yeah, I don't don't remember much about this pay per view. Next. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> This one was the hell was Hell in the Cell. It was for the SmackDown card or brand or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So the first match was the Usos defeating the New Day to become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions in the first of two Hell in a Cell matches. That was a really good match. I remember that. I thought it, I thought it was really uh, creative for what it was. Yeah. Yeah, they used it. They used the cell in in a way that wasn't stupid. Unlike the main event, Not, <laughs> even though the main event was still was still entertaining. Yeah. Um, Orton Rusev was dumb, and well, okay. It was longer. It was longer and okay, but you know, I don't give a shit. The triple threat match was pretty good for the U.S. title, but I don't know if I wrong, remember. Wrong winner, I take it. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not super sold on Corbin, so really, I'm just not. I don't know. It just hasn't done a whole lot for me. So I feel like uh, AJ Styles like should have retained. He he's 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 a weird case for me because I want him to do. I I want to like him, but they're not really. They don't really want him. You know what I mean? They don't really want to do much with him. Like they they he seems like in the Ziggler role of. They kind of want to. They kind of want to push him, but then they kind of don't. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's kind of like that. Hopefully, this current title reign for him in the U.S. title is a, a step for things to come. Because I, because otherwise, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? And I didn't, I didn't like the idea of AJ even having the title, the U.S. title to begin with, but especially was not a fan of the whole flip flopping back and forth between him and Owens. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So then there was uh, Charlotte and Natalia uh, for the women's title. and It's amazing to me how little Charlotte has meant since coming off a Raw. Because this time last year, she was doing those amazing matches with uh, Sasha Sasha Banks. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, because uh, I remember... Well, I didn't watch that stuff, obviously, before I came back, but to the... The sport. But... Um, the sport. The sport. But... Uh, I caught, you know... 
I started watching right after WrestleMania, and that's when they did the Superstar Shake-Up. And she came over there, and they I remember them very specifically showering her a flair with praise about how she's such a great pickup for the thing and the best the best uh, pickup they could have possibly gotten, and blah, 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 blah. And they did that for a number of weeks while doing nothing with her. And then, yep. and then continuing to do it, nothing with her since. No, you're totally right. She, they have totally squandered her since she moved over to SmackDown. They haven't done. In fact, I would say that's true about every woman there, because yep. they constantly put them all in one match a week. So because we can only have one women's match for some reason, <laughs> reasons I don't know. So, so, and we don't have anything that we actually want to do with any of them and create any actual feuds with any of them. So let's just put them all in the same match constantly. Multi-women match every week, every pay-per-view, most of the time, except like this one. And that's it. Your your favorite matches. Well, I don't I don't mind it if it has a purpose, but they clearly are doing it because they have no fucking purpose. Yeah, and they're just doing it because well we gotta get the obligatory women's match in and we're not doing anything with it and we don't give a shit and we're too lazy to try so here they're just just throw them up onto the screen and have fun I guess if you can which I can't the only time they have singles <laughs> matches it feels like is when it's for the title that's it yep <laughs> they might as well make that uh, they might as well make that title a six a six man ta- six woman tag team match title then then it would make sense. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Right. <laughs> and and speaking of this specific match at Hell in a Cell, it it wasn't that good. <laughs> and the stupid way that it ended, with Natalia just being like, "I'm just gonna hit you with a weapon," and or whatever happened, and then that's over. It's like uh, <laughs> so dumb. And I'm not even really I don't even like Natalia that much to be honest. So. I only like the fact that they got the title off of uh, Naomi. Because yeah. after a while, she I don't like her in the ring at all. And Natalia's better in the ring, but not by a lot. And then, well. Well, she is a lot, but there's also not much character to her either. That's true. Yeah. I think that's where the connection is for you is the problem. Yeah. And then and then to top it off, you know, they don't, they don't really care about those women at all. Pretty clearly. Like, I don't know, like, I just want to say that I don't understand where they're going to go with the whole money in the bank thing with, with, uh, what's her face? Carmella. Yeah, Carmella, because Carmella is bad in the ring, and she's not a good character. So, what am I looking forward to? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, if they had uh, done something much sooner with her and catching it in, instead of... Like she teased it for a little, for uh, early on, but then now she's been pretty much not not a not a thing. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's pretty much more about chinless Dave, Dave James Ellsworth and his uh <laughs> and and where is he and all this shit and it's like because they do have a good thing together, but they're just not doing it correctly right now. Well, I was about to say yeah, right now they're certainly not. They were earlier on. Right when he was mean. when he talks for her, he's a great uh, he's great. But uh, like, what was that? What was it? He's like, he's like, of course she's the best women's wrestler here, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like uh, when she talks, she just really doesn't do herself any favors. Yeah. 
Um, just seems kind of lame. What's weird though is when she after she won that that money in the bank at the money in the bank, you know. <laughs> so um, the very next the very next SmackDown after that, she she would she actually did a fair amount of talking, if I'm not mistaken, and it was actually really good. But I guess it's just because she was told what to say by someone who actually give a shit about saying something, you know, that made it work. But uh, I don't know. Just I just don't like it. Not doing anything for me. And here's the second match between Mahal and Nakamura. Also not doing it for you. Well, this one is actually much better than their first one. Much better. It didn't end with the same old Schmaz ending, so it was it worked a lot better. But uh, but of course the problem now after since this match is that they just kind of shoveled Nakamura off away from the world title, and now he's not really doing anything, and Mahal still has the title, being still as unimpressive as he has been. So without improving over the time, I would ho- was hoping he would. So. I just feel like I get the idea that he's just he's just not a good in-ring performer and he's not particularly good on the mic either. Which to me over time is has a really has laid bare the whole real reason he actually has the title. It's just nakedly obvious. Like I wouldn't care so much if he actually had improved since then a lot more, but he hasn't, so it's just like now I just want him to get it get the fuck off him and I was hoping Shinsuke Nakamura would get it. But once I found out, oh, they're doing a thing in India in December, which means he's still going to have it by December, so he can't lose a year. So it's like, so stupid. They're just, they, they should be, it's funny how they, they think this is, the, this is the right thing for their business, but they don't think about it, but they're only thinking about it for one particular market. Right. Part of their market, I should say. So it's just weird. But Mike, it's their biggest market. Even though their biggest market, not everybody would be watching anyway. Yeah, you're not really getting one point some billion people Indians watching. Just like not everyone here is watching. Um, right. So the next one is Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler. I think, if I'm mistaken, this was this. This wasn't. This was their first match between each other, I think. Right. And yeah, it's confusing because he came. Bobby Roode debuted the night after he lost the NXT title, or mm-hmm. you know, the, as soon as he could, anyway. And like, what was he beat? Uh, Aiden English, I think it was. I forget exactly. Somebody who is not worth a damn, regardless of whether they beat him or not. And then he disappeared for a little bit. And then he started this thing with Dolph Ziggler. Where Ziggler literally comes out in this match. For this match, he comes out with nothing. Like, no music, no no nothing. And almost as a point to say that entrances are stupid no matter what they are. Which is not true. <laughs> but regardless. Um, it was a... Decent match, but it was nothing to write home about. Yeah. C- certainly nothing that you would expect uh, would be worthy of what Bobby Roode's been built up to be, especially when he was in NXT. Well, this is just the typical 
typical uh, what I've noticed with NXT uh, transfers to the main roster is that they're not treated particularly special or interesting like they were back in NXT and and then this is just no different here. It's just especially since he's a babyface like that really I think he needs to be a heel. I really because yep. he was a heel in NXT and it worked a lot better. Um, but of course we are. I do immediately. He was a face because he was against uh, heels right away. So it's like right. And then the main event uh, was the second Hell in Cell match. This was quote unquote false count anywhere, and it was obvious, I guess, at the end because they weren't in the cage. But um, it was Kevin Owens defeating uh, Shane McMahon, and they did a bunch of stuff. And of course, they eventually got out of the cage, which is not surprising by any means. And of course, they had to go on to the top because that's what a Shaming Man is. Shaming Man matches is just going up to high things and falling off them. <laughs> um, but he did a crazy shit fucking... Like, I've seen, you know, in the past where the highest most will be was like, they'll be hanging midway. Midway up to Hell in a Cell and then they'll jump off. Obviously, McFoley didn't have a choice in the matter. He just flew off the very top back in 98 because he was thrown off. But, so this is the first time someone come off the very top and by choice and Shane McMahon was the crazy nut job to do it. Um, so the whole thing, basically the ending was set up to show that he was going to put an elbow drop from the top of the cage all the way down onto an announce table that Kevin Owens was lying on. But then Sami Zayn comes out and he drags Owens off so that Shane goes crashing through himself. Obviously, if he really would have hit him, he would have probably killed him because that fucking drop is immense. And well, and I and I I like the idea of this did a lot for Sami Zayn. I feel, um, and uh, I was. They didn't exactly go there with the idea that I was hoping they would do, which is, oh, he wasn't helping Owens as much as he was just like, hey, I don't want this match to go on any longer, and I, and uh, we don't need to be hurting anybody to the point of death. So I feel like that was more of a, I'm doing it so nobody gets, you know, like injured, career-ending injury type thing. So... Even if I don't agree with Kevin on most things, but uh, of course it was more a more typical turn of, oh, he uh, convinced me uh, somehow through a powerbomb on the apron, which made no sense. But still, <laughs> the whole uh, the whole uh, Sami Zayn heel turn has been fun because before now that guy did not fucking do anything for me. All he was was uh people would come out, people he, people would be all excited for a stupid fucking theme song. <laughs> let's go, and I'm just like, I <laughs> let's hell no or something, you know. I <laughs> uh, was I... never a fan of, of his overly white meat baby face fucking persona, but now he just comes off as as a uh, smart ass and. 
I like that shit. So. I especially like his theme now in conjunction with him being a heel. Even yeah. that's the same music. He comes right. out and now it's like this smarmy ass music now instead of it's fucking great. <laughs> it's crazy how little you have to change sometimes, right? Yeah, I actually agree with you. He's he's a lot more interesting now and he's been doing some great uh, promos as well, so uh, I feel like that's that's definitely the best thing to come out of this. And it's a guy who wasn't even in the match that we're talking about. <laughs> right. Here, here, here's the other thing, though. This, the unfortunate thing is I feel like the... You know, ultimately, just like with Jericho, Owens is going to probably be the one to stay heel and turn on Zayn eventually. Which I don't like because, again, Zayn is much more entertaining as a heel. Whereas I feel Owens... I don't know what you would... I don't know how he would be a face, like how he would do it. But I feel like he would find a way to pull it off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think he's that creative. Whereas Zayn would just go back to being that face that I already know what he can be, which is the one I don't like. So, (laughs) Yeah, I actually don't know what that would look like with uh, Kevin Owens being a face. Because when I think about it, I've only ever seen him as a heel. So I don't know what that would be like for him. I think he could pull it off, though. Probably. Even if I, I, I kind of like the idea that I don't know how he could do it, but I have faith in him that he can do it. Yeah, I think so too. Right. So that's the way I think they should go. I almost certain they will disappoint me in that way. So. Well, we'll get, that's we'll that, get to, that's the uh, that's the main card, for, uh, the main roster for you on WWE. Disappointment. It sure the fuck <laughs> is. <laughs> and we're gonna get to my disappointment here. Soon. Soon. Mm-hmm. Now we have Tables, Lads, and Chairs, the last show we saw, TLC, that we mentioned a few times already. Now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. Yeah. You like that? You like the saying? Meat and potatoes? No. No. It's stupid, isn't it? It's very stupid. I should kill myself. You should feel stupid for saying it. Okay. I do. Good. All right. <laughs> so we. <laughs> So we this was this match this or this show was built up for only two reasons. It was the uh, TLC match with the the Shield reuniting, which happened in in the last couple of weeks before the show. They did the fisting and everyone liked that. So you know, draw your own conclusions to what type of fisting I'm talking about. If you don't follow wrestling but you're listening to the show. I'd be surprised if you were, but if you are, and you're like, ew, fisting, hey, that's where the joke comes from, right? So it's fun. Everyone likes the fisting. Um, <laughs> the shield fist does a fist, and they fisting, and it's great. Um, so that was built up for the show, and of course, the main debut of Asuka, main roster debut of Asuka. You and... want to talk about disappointment. Well, go for it. It's the first match. Oh, it's against my Emma. God. So hit me with it. Now I've seen this match before because they did it with Asuka coming to NXT for the first time, and Emma was her first match, I think, as well. Yes. And that was terrible. I remember going back and watching that since you know, once again, I wasn't watching back then. Anyway, it was terrible. I didn't like it. So when I saw, I heard that. Uh, her first match back on up on the main roster is going to be with Emma. I was like, oh, God, not this shit again. Now, I'll say one good one good thing about this match, and that is it actually wasn't a shitty match like the previous Asuka-Emma match. 
<laughs> it was good. Here's the problem, though. It's not the kind of match and how it went that it should have gone. Where Emma gets all, almost all the offense, and Asuka gets a little bit, plus the Asuka lock, and that's it, and she wins. That sucks. Especially with how much they were talking about how talking her up in the ways that they need to, and they should. But then she's sitting here, you know, with her back against the wall most of the time in the match. And then she kind of wins by just getting the submission, you know, without really doing what? some offense would... to, uh, to uh, you know, without working offense up to it, you know, it just wasn't there. I'm sorry, I was falling asleep. You're talking about this match. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't think it was a bad match. It's just it's just not the right match for Asuka and her debut. It's not. She should have fucking steamrolled Emma. Instead, it was pretty much the exact opposite. Except Emma didn't win. That's pretty much how right. it happened. And yeah, right, that's exactly right. And then to make matters worse. They did this exact same fucking match the very next night on Raw, and they did it the same way. Really dumb. I don't get it. I feel like they already fucking ruined Asuka <laughs> up on the main roster, <laughs> which is like record timing, if you ask me. Right. Well, the the worst case scenario, the, worst, the biggest problem is that Asuka does not feel, because of these two matches, like she's a threat to any any title at all. Well, how how are you gonna when you when you're selling selling a offense by the biggest joke on them on the raw women's roster right. currently? Like, how does she feel like a threat after Emma is the one that's dominating her most of the time? Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <sighs> I'm still gonna pay attention to what happens in the upcoming weeks, but I already feel like I just. That's I'd be better off just not watching Asuka, you know, be very disappointing with what they do with her. Because mm. even though I only started watching watching Asuka this year after WrestleMania because I got back to wrestling, I guess hooked to her immediately because she just is such a great wrestler and she uh, has a style that's definitely her own as far as WWE is concerned. Um, she works a lot differently than most people do, regardless of who her opponent is. And it's very entertaining to me. And uh, it's not that she can't have a competitive match. She had a lot of that stuff in, in NXT. But the debut is the reason why she should have steamrolled Emma. Um, yep. It should have been like at least half the time, amount of time. And it should have been a squash match. Yeah, I agree completely. Just, man. Like, I, mean, I was immediately deflated even during the pay-per-view when I was watching the match. I was like... Yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, you're supposed to showcase this new incoming person on the main roster. Instead, you're showcasing Emma. Because she got the offense. <laughs> like, what? Uh, what? Ass backwards. I know. Um, so, um, just to get it out of the way, uh, Enzo uh, reclaimed the Cruiserweight title that he lost to Kalisto a couple weeks prior. For some reason, I rushed out on TV and it reminds me of uh, reminds me of the Akira Tozawa championship. Also reminds me of Kalisto as well when he won the U.S. title and then lost it right back. <laughs> this, that was that his opponent there was 
Alberto Del Rio, but still the same thing happened. And uh, also in this match, despite him coming in as champion and the last show before this show, Kalisto said he's going to be the new Cruiserweight champion despite the fact he was wearing the belt. So figure that one out. Um, Top notch thinking right there. Right. I guess guess he's still thinking about doing lucha things, (laughs) which is what he said as well one time. (laughs) He said he he got drafted to Raw or some shit. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go do lucha things or some shit. Lucha, lucha, things, things. um, So the the original uh, idea was to have Finn Balor again face Bray Wyatt. What (laughs) the fuck? So the fact that he was out with that random weird illness that they had going around the locker room and he was replaced by AJ Styles... Couldn't have been a better thing to happen to a swell guy that has terrible matches. So <laughs> so this turned out to obviously be one of the best matches of the night. Yes. Just mm-hmm. just by default. Yes. It was going to be at least the second best match of the night. I thought it was the best match. Well, there you go. Yeah. That was, you know, when I heard that on paper, I was like, well, TLC got a lot better. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Thanks, thank you, Random Illness. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, which also was, uh, changed because of the same reasons. Uh, why the, are you uh, skipping over the, the classic of Jason Jordan and Elias, Matt? Um, I'm going to throw some lettuce at you about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So continuing on, um, as I was ignoring that match, um, so the fisting went from three guys to two guys. I'm so sorry, everyone. But it added a third guy. So Human fistipede. A... Damn it. We didn't get to see that. I know, right? Mm. Uh, so uh, it was a five-on-three uh, handicap tables, ladders, and chairs match. The Miz, Cesaro, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and returning Kane, oddly enough. I really didn't find a problem with it. In fact, there was a you could tell why they did it once the match got progressed, and they were facing Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and instead of Roman Reigns, it was Kurt Angle. Dun 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 are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> that was wonderful. Thanks for that rendition, Mike. Um, so, so Kurt Angle takes the, his place. So it's basically his first WWE match in, what, 12 years or whatever the fuck they said. Um, yeah, in WWE, sometimes they, they seem to phrase it like almost as if they didn't. he never had a match except now since then. Right, and of course he's he wrestled in TNA and shit. So yeah, here here's the thing. Okay, this also made the match on the show on paper seem much more interesting, just because that, regardless of whether you're, because obviously everyone and I agree that you know his actual return match should have been built up better. But you know, who else could you have literally put in that spot that would have piqued your interest versus degrade your interest? You see what I'm saying? You got a point. 
So in that regard, <laughs> it was the best choice. And honestly, he didn't really probably change a whole lot of the match as it was going to be anyway. And hey, we didn't have to hear Michael Cole call that dreaded move. So, you know, because the yeah, guy wasn't there. That's right. So that's that's also an upgrade to the match. <laughs> it's an upgrade to my ears, at least. Right. Yeah. And um, ears upgraded. Um, but um, I did notice that Kurt Angle kind of stood around a lot, a lot of times, and like he would like be there for all the spots he they they knew they were gonna do, but it seemed like in between them he kind of just looked like it literally looked like he was just like um, I'll just stand here I don't know what to do I'm not really supposed to be here guys but uh, I'll just stand here and wait yeah that's that's what it looked <laughs> like it looked like he was kind of lost <laughs> but for someone as a uh, as a uh, great in the ring as he is that was uh, kind of weird to see. And it yeah. definitely stuck out for me. Maybe I can see some people not noticing, but I, I noticed it. Um, so um, it was a well-structured match for the amount of guys, especially the lopsided, you know, three at five on three thing. Uh, they did eventually take out Kurt Angle to the point where it was then two on five. And he did come back and they played his, uh, you know, his music. Which I definitely, I actually called when it happened. When they were when they were going to take him out, I was yeah. like, I, was, I literally said to my friend next to me, I was like, he's going to be back. <laughs> and he was. Right, of course he was. <laughs> I was like, it's predictable, pretty predictable that he's going to come back. So. Yep. Um, so the other things that happened in the match, I thought it was a little overly long for what it was. But uh, they they had to take time to have Kane turn on Strowman and basically his whole team then, um, or well he turned on Braun Strowman and they're all like what are you doing? But then eventually they all beat up on Strowman anyway, and there's of course this this uh, stack of chairs that was hanging from the ceiling from the rafters in a vertical fashion and he just yanked one of them. Uh, they loved that shot of them falling. They're just falling straight down on top of Strowman, so they showed it like five, six times. Yeah, they sure did. They loved it. I mean, it did look good, and of course they did have, eventually you did see in a replay the shot of it being like as close as under as you get it without the camera getting hit and, you know, that type of shit. So, mm-hmm. so it was a good shot, but it was like, uh, you're a little too proud of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they loved it. They, they, they definitely bar- 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 with themselves as they were replaying it. Right, right. They definitely were, and uh, I mean, it's not the first time they've done that move, done that exact thing before, because they had that same setup in past a past TLC that they also did that with. So, I don't think they did it in the same fashion for the same reason, but they definitely had somebody pull it down. So, and I'd seen that before. So, so you're really proud of it the second time around. Good job. Um, so eventually they put they because during this match, uh. Miz had brought out uh, a dump truck, or not a dump truck, a, a, tra- a garbage truck. And eventually they not only put Strowman in it, but then they actually like put the crusher on with him in there. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck they got him to not be fucking crushed or whatever have you, but I'm sure they, they probably took out... Because it was one of those ones where it has like a scooper and shit, and it like shoves it back into tr- into the truck more, 
and they probably took out the actual like thing that crushes you know compacts and just made it so it just moves them back in so that that makes them because you can't see it it wouldn't see anything else anyway yeah but um so that's obviously setting up for and it showed so showed as much the next night on raw when kane uh, you know, said I'm the only monster on Raw and shit or whatever. So, obviously, those two are gonna are gonna have a match here soon, one on one. And obviously, a lot of people are probably like, oh, that's not gonna be good. But I don't really care. Whatever, fuck, have your match. Um, <laughs> but eventually, uh, Angle, Ambrose, and Rollins did win, and it is all good. Babyface win, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what it is. But um. And some of the stuff coming out of the show is interesting. Same with the SmackDown previous show of Hell in a Cell. But of course, here's what's fucking pissing me the fuck off. Just like they did last year, only this is actually seems to be even worse. Is that it seems that what they're doing is they're doing that whole thing where they're just going to pretend everybody's buddy-buddy. All of a sudden, if you're heel and you're against somebody on the... On, as a, that's a face, but you're on the same brand. Now all of a sudden you're working together and you're being cool buddies. And I don't want to see none of that shit because that's that's so dumb. Because last year what they did, one of the feuds they like just started before they did that last year was they were pitting the Usos who had just recently turned heel last year uh, against American Alpha. And there was Jason Jordan, Chad Gable, and they'd put one of them out, and it seemed like it was really going to be good, if I could see it going somewhere good, but then they had this whole thing where, hey, we're doing Raw vs. SmackDown for Survivor Series, and there literally was a fucking shot backstage, a segment backstage, where those two teams were literally staying next to each other. And acting all buddy-buddy like, hey, hey, we like each other now or something. I'm like, fuck you, motherfuckers. And, of course, they you can call it a pause all you want on their on their current storylines to do this shit. But they didn't get back to that one, so I don't expect them to get back to some of these other ones here, too, either. So, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. And because of this, I don't feel like putting up this, watching this shit for, at, in, in, in any way. So I'm basically not going to watch Jack or shit and Jack left town until this crap is resolved and over because I have no interest in fucking seeing guys that I like to see against each other all of a sudden being like, hey, we're going to get rolled, right? Or we're going to get smacked in, right? Like, fuck that shit. Who cares? (laughs) God damn it. Come on, you don't like that shit either, dude. You know it. I'm not as adverse to it as you are. Because you didn't have to sit through it last year. I guess, maybe. Because I, I wasn't as upset about my lesson, it last though. year. I'll learn my lesson. Oh, you will. You have to learn the hard way. <laughs> you have to watch the two guys that fucking turned on Shane McMahon and saved his other guy from uh, getting crushed from the, his dive atop the cell. And all of a sudden be like, well, we'll help you under certain conditions. I'm like, no, you don't want to fucking help him. That's not the point of the fucking Hell in a Cell finish, you idiot. <laughs> You're trying to literally turn your fucking heel turn into nothing? Like, I like Sami Zayn's heel turn. Don't fucking ruin it. Oh, wait. 
they're in the process of it. Well, I don't know if they're really in the process of it, but they. I don't think. I actually don't think that they're gonna ruin it. But but who's the veteran of this bullshit from last year? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I'll just give it a shot. Yeah. You could talk and say whatever the fuck you want, but know that I ain't going to let you stand idly by. And, I'm not going to stand idly by and let you say it. But why not? Because it's ignorant shit. Ignorant shit. Anyway, so uh, we went to our first live wrestling show recently. Mm-hmm. Did we? It was a local... I don't know how local they... The ASAW is. It's Ohio at the very least. I'm sorry, ASWA. Did I get that wrong? ASWA. Okay, that's it. America America States Wrestling Alliance or some shit. Terrible name. Anyway, <laughs> sure. Uh, but uh, supposedly they've been around for a couple decades, so whatever. Yeah. Um, they had this show. Um, in. What is now a grade school, but was a middle school when we went to it, and they had it in the the gym, so it's kind of weird to go there and have a wrestling show. (laughs) 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 But uh, being my first experience for seeing Pro Wrestling Live show, this was not a great introduction for me, because... It felt like it was too much of a pandering to be a, just a family fun time, and too many people were just milling about too much. And yeah, the kids weren't so many kids there; none of them were sitting still. Yeah, it was just kind of annoying in that way for that reason. And then to top it off, the first half of the this long night of uh, the card that they had, uh, the first half before the intermission was terrible. Uh, there wasn't a single good paced match or a single good match, period. And then, and of course, I don't know any of these people except Billy Gunn, which is in the main event. Somehow they got Billy Gunn. I don't know fucking know how they did that. <laughs> how, how little did he agree to get paid? I don't know. But anyway, so, but, uh, I mean, not that he's like a gigantic star, but, you know, compared to what they can get, he's a gigantic star. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, he is. So... Uh, they had a, you know, overly long, pointless, fucking stupid, uh, intermission. What is the, what the fuck is this? A football game? God, I don't get it. Anyway, it's a, it's a seventh <laughs> inning stretch they had to have. Um, so, and then they had some stupid, then they act like they came back from the intermission, intermission yet it was really just more intermission, but with a stupid, uh, kids Halloween costume thing in the ring. And it was really dumb and I didn't care cause I'm not there for that. And that's and just, the, and, the, and the winner was the kid who paid homage to the homophobic warrior. So yeah, 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 of course <laughs> we know that guy from back when. So yay. yay. <laughs> who cares? Anyway, so, so the rest of the card was a lot better quality, had much better matches, much better pace matches. Overall, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go over what these matches were, and because nobody knows who the fuck they are. That's I can thing. tell you. We don't. We don't need to know. We don't need to know. I can tell you. All right, we'll, we'll go over the second half of the card. Don't do the first half, because fuck that shit. Can I just say what they what the results were, regardless? If you want. Okay. Dalton Kingsley defeated One Punch Panther. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, that, that that match I remember specifically just being the most boring. Nothing happening until the guy who won did a splash on him, and then that was yeah, it. right. I was like, okay. Uh, no more contenders elimination match for the ASWA Tag Team Championship. Kid Collins and Kenny Hendricks defeated the Overlords and the team of GQ Status and Random Pain. <laughs> Fantastic. Those are some names for those two. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that one, so... Nope. Then we had uh, the ripoff Mr. Myers. <laughs> we all know what that is. Uh, <laughs> defeating Papa Dingo. <laughs> By count out. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, yeah. And then we had what I'm sure they want me to call um, Mr. Voorhees showed up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Vo- Mr. Voorhees. Yes. Uh, then we had a loser must retire match. Jamie Lee defeated Johnny Paradise. That was a lot of talking in that one. Yes, there was. A lot of uh, pointless crap. And then the Mr. Paradise, uh, is that the one who turn, lost? Turn, yeah, he was with that group that came out at the beginning. That also included GQ Stats and Random Pain and a couple other guys. And he turned and on them and turned face. He, right, yep. for some reason. <laughs> because I'm leaving or something. <laughs> he gives a right. shit. Anyway. So the second half of the, the show was... Yeah, like Mike said, it was much better. This one started off with a casket match for the USWA Universal Championship. We all know where they got that idea from, but that's their secondary title. (laughs) Robbie Collins defeated the champion, uh, Manson Crane. Uh, This is much better. Uh, These guys clearly have... They were actually putting work in. Yes, yes, it was much better. We also had personally had switched to standing on the floor so that we could see better. So yeah, it was a, it was a that weird situation well. with the seating, and we got off the bleachers and st- and stood uh, basically uh, ninety degrees the, uh, yeah. different. We stand basically behind the chairs that you had to pay more money for the rest of the time, and it was a lot better because those bleachers were hard on my ass. So yeah, that was that alone with the kids go back and forth. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. So better, better card, better, better placement for me to watch. And that fucking kid behind us that was constantly yelling, "You suck!" Yeah, that's all he could say. You suck. That's all he could say, really God. loud and in my ear, and I just wanted to punch his face. I, I wanted to punch. Like, I wanted we to get pun- it, fucker. I wanted to one punch Panther his face, but <laughs> but considering the one punch Panther's uh, pathetic uh, loss, uh, it probably would have failed. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then we had the ASWA Tag Team Championship match. The champions, better than you. <laughs> uh, Defeating Buzzsaw and Cryon. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something that say. took place. <laughs> <laughs> that goes without saying. Uh, of course, I, I, may, I mainly remember being like, just cracking jokes to Mike during that match, even though it was still uh, decent, but it was mostly just big dudes brawling. 
Mm-hmm. Wasn't much to it. And then next match we had a triple threat match for the ASWA Heavyweight Championship. This shit was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It was the champion Toby Klein defeating Sless Taylor <laughs> and Izzy Lambert. And if that sounds like a guy who's straight out of the eighties look, he sure the fuck was. Yep. And they were all over the place to the point where there was this like what was it, uh it's like the small platform on some fucking wheels or some shit. It's basically it was like just... it's basically was a, a what's the things? God damn it! What are they called? I don't know. Uh damn it! I now can't I'm... help you. You know, like a pallet. It's like a pallet on wheels. Right. Basically. Okay. And yeah, uh, and it was right it was... next to us. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, because we were sitting, we were we were, <laughs> leaning, we were we were standing <laughs> backs against a wall uh, for a lot of the second half of the show. And it was right next to us on the right, where we and, <laughs> and they were coming and they just right went, over. And and they and they, once they were coming out of the ring to on our go side, to yeah. on our side, I saw them. They were they were brawling, trying to get over farther towards us. And the, when I saw they were doing that, I literally thought, I'm pretty sure they're going to use that thing, and they did. They actually ran. Yep. One, I think it was the champion uh, ran somebody into it, or something like that. And I he, don't know. He threw it into the. Put a guy on it and then then rolled it right into the stairs nearby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> they brought uh, downs uh, away from us then around. Of course, we can't see shit at that point. So eventually, the champion won that one. So, mm-hmm. oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. And then we had what was the main event? Uh, Billy Gunn came out and he did his uh, he did his thing, you know. He came out to the DX theme because we were all debating: is he come out to the Mr. Ass theme? Yeah. Is he gonna come out? Is he gonna be like I'm the one Billy Gunn again? That's it would have been wonderful. <laughs> but he came out to he came out or you know is he gonna come out to the New Age Outlaws theme or some shit? But he came out to the DX theme, and uh, of course. He's the my favorite part was you know he's all he did his usual stick where he's like if you you know if you're not down with that I got two words for you suck it and shit and everyone said it and and then there's this one kid nearby in the front row somewhere in the chairs where that was you know down front more and he just started saying suck it so and I'm just I'm just looking I'm going not only you you're just He's like, you're way too young to even remember this guy. What the fuck? (laughs) 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 I just like, like, there was no way you were even born when this dude was fucking doing this thing in 97, 98. So what the fuck? (laughs) So that was uh, amusing to me. Um, Obviously, though, he could have been, you know, like I've heard Jim Duggan say this on the podcast he's on with Sean Mooney that... There's a lot of younger fans that, like he said, he even mentioned, like, they weren't even born uh, anywhere near when I was in my prime and doing the shit in the 80s and the early 90s. And, you know, and they'd still say, I loved your Matt, uh, you know, you know, they'd still come up and compliment him and shit about stuff he'd done back then mm-hmm. because of the, you know, WB Network. So that's possible, I guess. But yeah. yeah. It's still funny to have that context that you didn't even see him at the time and you're like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he, so Billy Gunn faced, uh, the natural Ethan Wright, you know, and 
Ethan Wright was part of that stable that came out at the beginning with those other guys I mentioned earlier. And he actually beat Billy Gunn, which is quite surprising. And, of course, there was a lot of, you know, fun shenanigans, you know, Billy Gunn with his, you know, traditional, his classic uh, tights with lips on him and shit. And, you know, doing stuff of like, oh, you touched my ass. And, oh, that's comedy. Um, but it was, you know, it was fun for what it was. He clearly looked like he was having a good time being there. It wasn't like a, it might have been a downgrade as far as who was used to working in front of. But uh, he still seemed like he had a fun time. He wasn't like poo-pooing it and all shit. So. He also seemed like he was playing. He's trying to get the crowd into it more than anyone else ever was. Oh yeah, he definitely matches. was doing that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that helped a lot mm-hmm. for the enjoyment. And then so after that loss, um, Izzy Lambert came out and you know helped him after a beat down by the two guys from earlier that also lost the match, and that was the wonderful names of GQ Status and Random Pain, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, because they were actually out during the match and eventually, and so uh, they kind of helped Ethan Wright win. So, so Billy Gunn got on the mic and said and mentioned how you're not leaving. You get in here and have a match with us two. So Lambert teamed up with Gunn against his other two, uh, and then they just like within like probably 30 seconds they beat him. So yeah, well they they it was like less than that. They just they just rang the bell. They got. They all were in the ring. Uh, both guys, Billy Gunn and the other, his partner Izzy Lambert, did a did their finishers at the same time to each guy on the other team, and then won immediately. So yeah, <laughs> it's basically to send the character the crowd home happy. Basically, is what it was for. Yeah, uh, for me. Yeah, so it was fine. You know, for what that was. Since I I was literally like thinking, wait, they're having their match. God, when's this gonna end? <laughs> I was thinking at the time, <laughs> but then I realized. Oh, wait, they're going for finishes right away. Okay, this is already over. Okay, I got this for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of funny that uh, there are, people are leaving right after the 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 singles match ended. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, Billy Gunn's like, it's like, hold on, don't don't leave. And I thought he was talking about the people leaving, but he was actually just talking about that tag team that was trying to leave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you did think it was the crowd? I did. He's like, <laughs> stop moving. Yeah, that's what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> he's like, stop moving. And I was kind of in agreement when I thought it was about the crowd. I was like, man, what a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah. It's not technically too. over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, the the, the, the the second half was much better. Yeah. Um, it makes and... me want to see an actual seriously like a crowd with a serious crowd who wants to be there for the goddamn wrestling. And not just a, a place to fuck around. Yeah, which is why I, I honestly am going to probably take a keep a lookout for like a, even if they come to like even if something come something better comes to a, like Columbus or something like say NXT comes up there or ROH goes there again because they were there really recently in Columbus for a the uh, one of their. The recent Global War series of events with uh, guys from uh, New Japan, right, and their own stuff. So, and they were there just a week or two ago. So, I'm probably going to keep an eye out for one of those two things, and if there is one, and we can fit it in, because I saw that they were not any, they were barely more expensive than the place we just went to. I'm not joking. Oh, really? So, uh, well, I mean, I don't know how good the seating is, of course, but you know, we could get in 
cheap if you really wanted to is what i'm saying so so uh i, w- I would say we should definitely look forward to trying to do that if that comes around because i guarantee you going to one of those two things would be what i want to see, how i want to see it versus with this thing so right yeah, yeah and i have uh i have a number of uh, photos of the event that we just talked about so i will put that up on the blog post so that y'all can see at least blurry images of shit that went on <laughs> oh blurry my favorite don't yeah, worry though I, I can take care of that i can just uh zoom it in enhance yeah <laughs> <laughs> zoom it in. um and then one real quick thing uh billy gunn came out with a shirt on it was a blue shirt it had the top gun logo but it said his name instead it said top gun it said billy gunn so i thought that was fun <laughs> It's kind he's of the, he's the one he's the fun Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The fun one. That's my favorite. Absolutely. So that was our wrestling wrestle wrestle wrestling. And what we saw. So um yeah, if any of you all ever seen any local stuff, maybe let me know. Be interesting to find out about that. Yeah, just uh, drop us a line. Give us a comment. Yeah. Tell us tell us about your pro wrestling live experience. Yeah, maybe you saw some better shit than we did. Well, that's almost <laughs> maybe, a guarantee. Maybe maybe your <laughs> maybe at the very least the 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 local stuff you saw was at least reminiscent of this. The whole show was at least reminiscent of this half of show. Yeah. <laughs> like your our second half of our show was the quality of your whole show. That would at least be an upgrade. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, yeah, just go ahead and drop us a line at the uh, comments of this uh, post on heartarchive.wordpress.com, and we will read it next time. That'd be fun. Oh, I'd have a blast reading it. I'm gonna make you read it. So yeah, you're definitely gonna have a blast reading it. See. Biggest blast. I might have a beach blast, if you say. Oh. Oh. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Or a great American bash blast. That doesn't work the same. Oh, damn it. Stupid, stupid. Stop trying to force shit in. You're weird. (laughs) Anyways. Who do I think I am? Rival Shade X? Oh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it all for us uh, on this 31st episode of Space Suplex Podcast we'll catch you next time guys peace out